hosted by Bobby Enright. Welcome guys to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host Bobby Enright. On today's show we're going to speak about, uh, we're going to do a Q&A. Um, it's uh, one thing I want to say before I start the show is a huge, huge thank you um, to everybody who has listened to the show over the last nearly nearly a year and a half to two years now. Um, today marks a very, very special um, episode because it's, it's our episode 100 of Reach Your Peak podcast and I mean this wouldn't be possible without the help and guide and 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 guidance of all the, of the listeners and basically all the people that are asking questions or interactive on social media platforms and and really giving very very positive feedback on the actual channel so really really happy with the way it has gone really appreciative of all the people who listen to the channel um it's 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 an, it's a privilege and I'm absolutely delighted that I'm sitting here now recording episode 100 so thanks a million guys for that and on today's show just to mark that i'm going to do a q a so um a good few questions have came through on social media and i um put out a little poll for people to ask questions so i'm just going to pick three questions that kind of I think are really going to help the most people. So the three questions I got back um, that that really are going to resonate resonate with so many so many people. So let's let's kind of kick it off with the first question. So the first question came in from Susan, and the question is, how do I know where to start with calories? Um, no, that's a very, very, very good question in terms of an awful lot of people will ask that. Where do we start with calories? What do I do? How do I even know what I should be consuming in terms of protein, in terms of carbs, in terms of all these um, macros? Where do you actually start? So my advice there for you for starting would be, and I've answered this question before on the podcast, um, would be you need to start first first and foremost with tidying up your diet's profile. So start off with the structure of your diet. Look at certain aspects of your diet in terms of, okay, what is your your, your nutrient um, intake like? So we got nutrients coming from our fruits and vegetables. Uh, what's that like? So if we can improve that straight away and start to look at, okay, do I actually take in a lot of vegetables in my diet? What's the variety of my vegetables I take into my diet? Is it all the same? Is there a little bit of color? Is there a little bit of green? Is there a good mixture there? Uh, when I look at fruits, is there a bit of variety and diversity in the fruits? It's not all just one source of fruits. Am I taking in some variants of berries? Am I taking in some variants of maybe apples, bananas, mangoes, pineapples? There's so much option there and certain fruits will have their own unique properties that can aid you in 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 your your goal of better health better health and better lifestyle and better nutrition so we start to look at that we start to say okay let's see from the standpoint of um what's what's the basics first what's my vegetable intake like what's my uh, micronutrient intake like coming from vegetables and fruits then we'd start to look at okay what is your protein intake like within your diet and where's the protein sources coming from we know from a, from 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 years of research that an improvement in protein within a diet is going to um, have a, a massive effect on body composition going forward it's going to have a satiating satiation effect from from the meals you eat so you're going to get that fuller feeling because the body has to break down that protein we're also going to utilize calories breaking down that protein and also 
protein is the building blocks of muscle. So we want to obviously promote lean tissue. We want to decrease fat mass, increase lean mass. So our main goal there in taking in proteins is going to aid all that. And that's going to be really, really important. Um, so what's the protein intake like in your diet? If there is no protein or you don't understand, so is there any meats or fish coming into your diet? Is there any dairies coming into your diet? If you're vegetarian or vegan, lentils, legumes, what, what's coming in there in, a, in terms of protein? So you could start to map that out. And this is all done before you ever looked look at calorie figures. And then from there, I would say, once you kind of get the overall tidiness of the diet set up, we could start to look at, okay, where are we, where are we most um, active in the day in terms of when is the most energy required in, the, in in your day? Is it kind of from lunchtime towards bedtime? Is it from morning time to lunchtime? Are you active throughout the day and you've got a really busy job and you need a lot of, we'll say, ready, ready energy sources within the body because you're very, very uh, output based in terms of maybe your workload? If it's just a person has a desk job or whatever. So you need to look at where the background story is there. Are you active? Are you not at work? Um, and literally partition your carbohydrates. If weight loss is the goal, partitioning the carbohydrates roughly around that, that period of time of the day. Now, this is not a set in stone and doesn't, and, and doesn't have to be the exact formula. It's just something that can work really well. So you could just say to yourself, okay, where's my busiest time of the day is kind of lunchtime towards my bedtime in the evening I kind of start to be more active and obviously then maybe training in the evening there's a, a lot of energy required there so that's where I could start to, to potentially put in some of my carbohydrates so we look at carbohydrate sources then what are they like and um, are they very very processed carbohydrates are they very high GI carbohydrates so are they could we potentially change that to maybe a whole kind of a whole food carbohydrate source and then maybe looking at a lower um, GI source of carbohydrates could be potentially a better option for that person it all depends on the individual um, as i say this is a very generic question so just trying to answer it as best i can um, and fats then as well we look at fat sources and say okay where's our, our main fat sources coming from are we predominantly taking a lot of saturated fat a lot of trans fats because maybe potentially eating a, a very processed diet um, and remember our trans fats are not uh, are, are added fats so these fats are added in in the processing um production so when we when somebody produces a certain um food type um trans fats are added into foods to preserve shelf life so that's going to be a huge thing there so this is not a natural fat that's in the food it's put in in the processing and um, so where is all these fats coming from is there a balance of mono poly and saturated fats so is there nuts and seeds is there oily fish coming in is there different types of meat coming in whatever the profile of the person being so we're looking at all this blueprint first before we ever kind of dig deep within calories because i think we jump to calories too quickly we, we within the world of dieting and the, the world of people trying to lose weight and a lot of these companies they're going to promote eating low calorie foods so straight away the diet is cut and it's all based around low calorie foods um foods that are going to be calorie friendly and, and and are they going to be nutrient dense are they going to be something that the body's going to break down well and, and is going to fuel the body no they're not and i mean do they help people to lose weight at the start absolutely but going forward over time we need to look at the the food types we're bringing into the body and then look at basically okay can we get a, a, as nutritious as possible food coming in so nice calorie um nutritionally dense food coming in that has a high nutrition value and then basically balance that within the figure that we need to, to lose weight not always just trying to add in as much food as possible because we went for so many low calorie um sugar-free all this kind of style foods 
uh, in our diet, which are going to be very, very highly processed, going to be very hard for the body to break down, and are not going to be nutrient dense. So from a health perspective, that's not going to massively help us um, in terms of um, our lifestyle and our overall health. And that's what the most important thing is when you're trying to lose weight, you need to get your body in a position to burn fat as fuel, get your digestion uh, in the right place, get your sleep, get your recovery, get your stress all in the right place. So your body is in a better position to burn uh, fat as fuel and to, the, the body uh, to change the composition of the body. So that would be the starting point of where we would start with, the, with your nutrition. And then after that, I would advise you, then we would start to look at, okay, what would be a maintenance calories for you? So basic, easiest way to do this is to teach yourself first how to use my fitness pal. So you learn how to use my fitness pal. You say, okay, I, I know how to do that. Then I would say to you, track your diet on my fitness pal for a week. So everything you're consuming, just scan it or put in put in your weights or whatever you have to do. So you've learned how to use my fitness pal. You didn't go to your diet and you go, okay, now I can uh, track for a week and see. And then I get an average figure of how many calories I'm taking in. And then you can also, alongside tracking your food, watch your weight and see which way the weight is going. If you're not losing weight on the current calories that are coming in after a week, you know then potentially you can drop your calories a little bit. doesn't have to be an excessive drop. Say, no, you, you calculate your calories coming in at 1,800 calories for the for per day on average over a week's period of tracking then you could say to yourself okay if i go to 1700 calories and i i start to track and see what 1700 calories does to my, my my body composition and the weight starts to move in the right direction then potentially you're in a, in a calorie deficit then you can start to look at adding in and breaking down how much protein you should have how much carbohydrates and how much um fat i'm always saying to people one gram per pound of body weight for protein kind of hits most people's requirements um but again that's all relevant to the person the size of the person the 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 amount of fat tissue to lean body mass that the person has so again this is very very kind of a generic um option in terms of how much should you consume and again i would say to somebody look the easiest way for you to, to do it is start off with one gram per pound, see how you go. If, if that is way too much protein for you and you're not used to taking in that amount of protein, cut it back, start small. Maybe if, it, if you're a 200 pound person, you're taking 200 grams of protein, you say, okay, that's extreme. I've only been taking in about 80 or 90. When I look at my fitness pal, because it will tell you how much protein, carbs and fat you're consuming, maybe bring it up to 120, up to 130, up to 140. So you can start to slowly progress it and bring in a little bit more. And then what you're doing is you're just, for a general population person trying to lose weight, just the remaining calories after you hit your protein targets, the remaining calories that are left over, so you're taking in 1,700 and 400 of them calories is going to protein. You've got 1,300 calories left, just a partition between fat and carb with your own preference in mind. What you what you what your kind of preference towards food? Are you more a carby person or would you like to take in more fat into your food or would you like to go 50-50 or would you like to just go more carbohydrates? And maybe you're somebody that potentially is going to train a lot, lift a lot of weights, need need that energy source, need that recovery recovery capacity so they might will might be biased towards taking a little bit more carbohydrate so that's really really important when it comes to breaking down and kind of figuring out where to start and that would be my advice 
on where you should start in terms of your calorie consumption at the start of, of, of the dieting process and the start of your weight loss journey if weight loss is your goal. Now, if we take a totally opposite person and we look at and we say, okay, what about a person that wants to gain muscle or sports performance? Then we look at it from the same standpoint. We look at the overall diet and the overall structure, do the exact same principles I spoke about, track your, your food intake for the for the day, uh, for the week, sorry, look at what the average calories are and then see, okay, what's, what do I want to improve here? Do I want to lose weight? So if I want to gain muscle, how much body fat have I actually got in my body? So do I need to do a bit of a recon phase to drop a little bit of body fat, tidy the body composition up a bit? That could be just you losing, maybe dropping one or two kilos, three kilos max, and that could just tidy you up. You look a lot better at that, and then you can start building up from there, and calories can start to increase. And again, you match that with output in your training, and then you build, you're looking at building muscle. Obviously, the training plan is going to have a big, big factor there as well, alongside the nutrition. So we have to look at it from, from that standpoint as well. So there's several factors in, in play here. If it's a performance-based goal, you, you start to look at, okay, what's what's my average intake? Okay, how much protein am I giving? So you start to break down, we say one gram per, per pound of body weight. That's perfect. So let's start there. And let's start to think, okay, I'm performance-based. What's my sport? Is it predominantly aerobic-based, anaerobic-based? What's the, 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 the energy system that's been used within the sport? And then we know what substrate needs to come in there in terms of um, energy production. So predominantly field sports, a lot of carbohydrate dominant. If we go beyond 60 minutes in, in any kind of uh, sport, we're looking at uh, the, the reliance on carbohydrates as fuel there. So again, the most important thing for performance is recovery. What's your times like? Where are you tracking your training? You're tracking your runs? You're tracking your games? Are you looking at your heart rate? Where's your resting heart rate? Where is your, your recovery capacity when you go above them zone two, zone three, zone four? How long is it taking you to come back down into that recovery zone, that zone two, zone one? These are all factors you need to add in and really dial in on from a performance standpoint. Then you can just add food if you feel that 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 the energy levels are, are recovery is impeded. You're not getting you're not recovering as 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 best you can and performance isn't going the right direction then you can start to look at increasing um your 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 calories up a little bit you have your protein equated for you're hitting the right protein targets and then we start to look at how much carbohydrates do we actually require maybe that needs to be increased are you taking a little bit too much fat so maybe we need to bring that ratio down a little bit and increase carbohydrates a little bit maybe potentially putting carbohydrates intra workout during your workout maybe if it's beyond that 60 minutes um but again, Again, this is all relevant to the person. It's all individual to the person, the sport, and what they're trying to achieve. But again, you can start with the same basic principles of tidying up the general overview of the diet, tracking for a week, get an average figure, and then from there, you, you have a baseline to start. You're either going down or you're going up, depending on what the goal is. So that's kind of giving you an overview, guys, of that question. And and, and, and Susan, thanks so many for asking it. It's a very good question. I think everybody could really uh, benefit from the information given here on this one. And it's really, really about getting that baseline. And then you've got somewhere to start. It's like getting data. It's like a scientist. They need data to work from. Same with yourself. You need something to be accountable to. You need something that you can go back to and say, okay, there's progression there or I'm not progressing so what can i change and always look at the variables to change and that brings me on to the next question which came in from mike um mike asked about when when i'm trying to lose weight or in and it stalls how can i um what decision needs to be made in terms of dropping food 
or increasing workload or output? So basically on that question, Mike, um, I think you're asking if you are trying to lose weight, for instance, and your weight stalls and plateaus, which happens in an abundance of people. And this is something that people will, will look at straight away and say the first thing they'll think to attack is food. Take food away. Okay, that's the first mistake that's been made within the within the, the, the weight loss world um, or body composition world is people are continuously wanting to take food away because they, they think it's the only way to lose weight. So we have to look at the variables, right? So when you're trying to lose weight and you've set your calories and suddenly you're losing weight and everything is going in the right direction, you've created a bit of a calorie deficit, you're feeling good, and then you suddenly your weight starts to plateau. Food is only one variable you can look at there. So we need to break that down. So we can look at food, calories, either increase or decrease. We can look at training, okay? output so training strength training what are we doing can we do can we do an increase or decrease there the next thing is output through neat so that could be steps could be cardiovascular work can we increase steps there or can maybe we increase cardiovascular can we add another session so we need to look at it there there what's sleep and recovery like What's your mood like? What's your general hunger levels like? What's your overall diet structure like the foods you're consuming and the times you're bringing them in What's the profile of the food you're bringing in? So we've loads of things we can start to look at here. We don't have to necessarily pull food because if you're under-recovered, you're, you're, high, you're a little bit stressed from your training and your weight loss and your dieting, pulling food is only going to drive that stress response even more because if you keep going with what you are currently doing in terms of your output and you pull food away and you're already stressed and under-recovered, what's going to happen? You're just going to spiral that up even higher. So the important thing here to look at is maybe potentially you're taking in the right amount of calories, your weight is just stalled, so maybe increasing your step count a bit more. Maybe you're averaging out of 10,000 a day, you might say to yourself, okay, I'm going to increase that to 12,000 a day. That's 2,000 steps per day. That's 14,000 steps a week extra so you've already increased your output and it's something that's very easy to recover from and that could be a starting point for you you might do that for two weeks and see how the body weight reacts you might look at your sleep and say my sleep isn't on point i'm not getting adequate sleep at night i'm only getting four or five hours okay let's start to look at that let's start to improve that because that's one opportunity for our body to recover hugely recover um, and put us in that more parasympathetic mode where the body's going to function a lot better in that rest and digest mode so at nighttime sleep is so so important from a standpoint of performance from a standpoint of stress response for just an overall well-being sleep is going to have a huge huge factor there so sleep is another thing um, under recovering is another thing training wise what's your training load like are you actually doing too much and putting too too much systemic stress on the body in terms of you might be training five six times a week weight training and you're just not recovering from sessions and you're constantly in that fatigue state so it's not the food issue here it might be a case of let's cut back the volume of training and we pull back the stress now that's not saying that you take it completely easy and you cut your volume in half it might be just taking a day away if you're training five days a week you could say to yourself, you know what i'm going to train monday tuesday i'm going to do a rest day wednesday i'm going to train thursday friday and i'm going to rest saturday and sunday so then you have three days rest in the week where you put in you could put in a little bit of low level cardio work you might put in just increase the step count on them days and something that you can is, is very parasympathetic dominant and is is very very easy for you to for you to recover from and will aid recovery in one way because we know some aerobic training on your rest days can actually aid recovery so that could be something you potentially you could look at actually pulling back and training a little bit or on the flip side 
you could be training and maybe three times a week and you could say, Do you know what, I'm feeling good on three times a week. Instead of me touching food, I'm going to increase calories. Or not increase calories, increase an extra day of training. So it's very, very simple there. All you've done is you've been training four times a week uh, five times a week, whatever, or sorry, say three times a week, and suddenly you say, okay, I'm going to add in a, a fourth day. Automatically, then that's more output. So you are in a bigger deficit there. So that could kickstart potentially a further drop in weight. So it's not always food we should look at. We should look at all these variables. Write them down. Write down the first thing, food, calories. Next thing, training. Okay, strength training. Next thing, um, output, steps, cardio. Um, and then next thing, sleep and stress and biofeedback. So you look at your biofeedback macros. You have four areas you can look at there and make a decision and pull from one or add to one or whatever you need to do. And then track and monitor and see how you are. And then over time, you'll find the variable that suits. But not necessarily food is always the one to pull from because it's our source of energy within the body. And one thing with people, especially people go into prep as well, they feel like prep is going to be a place where we get weaker, we get smaller. Yes, we get leaner, but we get weaker and smaller. And the way we do that is just doing loads of cardio and eating less and less food all the way through prep. But we should flip the switch on that completely. The thought process there is wrong. In prep, we have a potential and an opportunity to build muscle. We have a potential and an opportunity to get stronger. We just need to change our thought process on it. It's not about getting weaker and eating less and less food. It's about potentially growing some quality muscle within that period of time. And towards the end of our, our prep, yes, we'll have to pull some food. Yes, we'll have to do an extra bit of cardio. But it's not our thought process from the start. Our thought process from the start is, listen, we're going to go into a 16-week prep here. We're going to spend 8 to 9 to 10 weeks building muscle here, giving it everything we have. And then we've got a bit of a digging period at the end just to pull a little bit of food out a little bit extra cardio in just to tighten up completely um because remember the less food that's coming in the more output that's going out the more systemic stress you're driving into the body and that could be a potential for not a very very good building ground for the perfect physique so when it comes to prep guys that's one thing i would advise you to change your thought process towards what prep really is it's an opportunity to build quality muscle and get into the best shape you possibly can change your thought process on that but going back to mike's question that's the four kind of variables i would look at when i look at somebody's weight stalling my first thought process as a coach is never pull food pull food pull food it's not a healthy place to be for somebody you're just pulling it to get weight to go down are you actually thinking about the actual client themselves from a coaching perspective you're trying to get somebody in the best shape they possibly can it's not about getting them as skinny as you possibly can so that's the difference changing somebody's body composition we need to look at them four variables and start to mimic or not mimic them but start to play around with them until we find that sweet spot where we find weight coming down body composition is looking in a really good place and again for mike for your question as well take photographs have analyze your photographs as well look at photographs from week one to whatever week you're in where you found the stall do your little bit of a change take a photograph again two weeks later look again see if there's a little change of body composition are you looking better energy levels up you start to look at all the variables and that will give you a great place to figure out okay where should i pull from or what should i do so that's a really good question on that as well guys um and a question we had in from Haley was um motivation something i feel i lack um in lockdown and I, I i when gyms are open i found my motivation high but now in lockdown i find my motivation to train is really low and i'm uh, stressed about my body composition and i feel i'm building a lot of anxiety around training um good question and something that some people can relate to massively i mean 
to be honest, guys, when we've got a gym to go to and train, we're going to have a place where there's going to be a great environment. You're going to go in. You're going to hey, there's people there. You meet them, your friends, you possibly have training partners. Uh, you've got really, uh, um, you've got uh, an opportunity to train really nice equipment. You've got you, you can really really push yourself in your training, and, and, and there's a real sense of motivation going into your sessions because you're enjoying them. The challenge of different machines, the challenge of different weights and heavier weights and lighter weights. So I can see why somebody's motivation would be very very high when the gyms are open. Now home workouts guys are are brilliant and everybody at the start I think it was a real um, novelty to work out at home and uh, go online and train with all these classes and stuff like that but it can become very mundane because you're not leaving your environment you're in all the time that's the, the biggest drawback you're in an environment at home you're in the same place you're not really moving you're going to the next room or into the garage and you're trying to build yourself up to do a workout you're potentially on your own as well so you don't have any training partners there's no buzz there you're trying a bit of music and it's great at the start but it wanes an awful lot so Haley, on that question i would i would say to you is don't be too bogged down on the type of training you're doing if you're coming from a, a gym background and you've been training in the gym all the time and you're really into your weight training, um, any type of resistance for you is going to be a benefit anyway. You're not going to lose a massive amount of muscle over a period of time. Um, yes, over a longer period you will, but when it comes to strength and it comes to muscle mass, it takes time. If your nutrition is on point and you're doing some form of resistance, whether it be calisthenics, true body weight, or it could be to just the minimal equipment you have, but you're still challenging muscle in some way, you're going to hold on to a lot of what you had. And remember, you're still using muscle to lift that weight, even to do body weight exercises. You're still driving, you're driving tension through muscle tissue. So there's still a challenge there. When you go back to the gym, you're, you, you yes you will feel potentially a bit weaker you 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 will have regressed a little bit on the weights that you were doing before lockdown but you will build that up quite quickly because your motivation is going to be at a new high you're in a new you're back in a new environment again there you have the social aspect you have the buzz about the gym floor and you're really going to see your numbers start to go that direction pretty quickly so what i would say is don't get bogged too bogged down and the type of training you're doing, because I think people are stressing too much about that, trying to get the perfect training session, trying to match as much as they were as possible as they were doing in the gym. The main thing for you is just keeping yourself active and healthy, choosing maybe different styles of training at the moment when you have the opportunity to do that. Maybe you're working more in your aerobic capacity, doing a little bit more conditioning work, um, maybe getting out and doing some hill sprints, some hikes, some runs uphill, different types there. Maybe you're doing some um long distance running maybe you're doing some cycling whatever you're doing so you might be challenging yourself different aerobically and then at home when you're doing your home stuff potentially just do, do jump on and do a body weight session with somebody jump on and do a weight session with somebody so you're varying your training through the week and it'll keep you fit it'll keep your heart healthy it'll keep your body composition on, on, in check and also it'll prepare you for that time you're coming back to the gym and you're ready to hit the gym floor and absolutely smash it because i can guarantee you when you do hit the gym floor just remember you're going to have a buzz about you you've got people are going to be saying welcome back you're going to walk into the, the gym you're going to be on a, you're going to have a new sense of of meaning when you walk in there and you're going to see your progression going that way yes we might have to take a little step back on the pins and the weights we're lifting we might have to drop down our dumbbells or drop down in the weights we're doing but the opportunity for growth is huge because the body's been away from that stimulus for a period of time. So it's going to going to adapt pretty quickly to what you're doing in this in, in, in when you get back in the gyms. So Haley what I would say to you there is do 
don't get bogged down too much on the training you're currently doing or the type or the, what the exercise selection. Do something you enjoy as much as you can. Mix up your training and vary it as much as you can because when you come back to the gym, just remember you're going to be ready to hit the ground running. So just keeping yourself active and healthy is the most important thing at the moment. Keeping the mind healthy as well. Challenge yourself in different ways, maybe reading books or going on courses or learning stuff there. That's going to be a huge benefit to you. And these are all challenges that we can do that really help you as you move forward closer to when gyms open. And when they do open, I would say to you, have your plan set. Get a coach, get a program, get a clear pattern what you want to achieve. So when the gym door opens, you're ready to go. You're not fluffing around. You can go in, you can start the baseline on all your lifts and then build it up from there and have a clear goal set. So you can be even working towards that now. That could be something to keep the mind stimulated at the moment, you could be starting to plan, okay, what what's my goal when I come back and and maybe looking talking to a coach or even getting onto one of us at Peak Performance Academy and we can help you to plan for when you come back and that can really help you. So that's something I would say. And again, motivation, guys, it's going to be down. It's going to be tough. There is going to be heightened anxiety as well. So the biggest thing you can do for yourself is look after yourself and self-care. I did a podcast in this two podcasts ago and we spoke about self-care. It's really important. And I would say, Haley, jump back on that podcast, listen to the few little tips and start to implement them few tips that we spoke about in that podcast and then you can look after yourself both mentally physically and emotionally because it's really important but as i say the anxiety is caused by overthinking the whole situation the stress of doing the same thing every day mix it up don't be afraid to say if i don't do a weight session for a for a couple a week it's going to cause a difference it's going to change my body composition massively no it's not change up your training mix it around bit of cardiovascular work challenge the aerobic system both low level aerobic and high level aerobic work and then challenge muscle tissue either body weight or with some resistance a couple of times a week mix it around get out go hiking get out in the good weather when it's there and really enjoy yourself with your training and then when you when you when you come back into the gym have a plan set with a coach knowing what to do exercise selection everything bang on point have that first phase of your program ready to go and you hit the ground running and i can guarantee you your motivation is going to be way up here your numbers are going to start to go that direction very very quickly and you are going to hit the ground running so really really important so they were the kind of top three questions i got in guys i got a good few more questions but they were kind of the top ones i wanted to touch on because i felt they were the best bang for the buck in terms of people can take a lot from them so hopefully they will help and hopefully um you got something from that and again if you have any questions guys or anything you would like me to answer please reach out reach out on our platforms you'll find us on instagram at peakperformance.academy you'll find me personally on instagram at coach.bobbyinright you'll also find us on all facebook pages peak performance academy and again guys just reach out ask the questions remember if you ask the questions you'll get an answer at least then it'll settle your mindset in terms of okay i understand that now and i know where i'm going in my own journey so that's really important guys so don't be afraid to do that again thanks a million for listening to 100 episodes i'm so so grateful for everybody that has listened um grateful to everybody that has commented grateful to everybody that has set foot in the gym from this podcast and i hope you've learned and taken something from these first 100 episodes i am looking forward to the next 100 again this is a weekly podcast um, and we'll be we'll be we'll be carrying this on and on and on there'll be more guests coming on and i will have a guest next week as well so something to look forward to a different voice again and i hope you enjoyed last week's um episode where we had uh team rr team ror rebecca rourke on which was an, a nice fresh outlook on women's training and just training in general so i hope you enjoyed that one guys and again 
please subscribe, review, and just share the podcast on your social media platforms. It would really help to grow the channel. And again, guys, if you have anything at all you need, please reach out. And again, thanks a million for listening to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast, and we'll catch everybody next week.